the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is, and welcome back as we head into Hour 2. California is known for its earthquakes. One is uh, coming for the people of California, I think for the people of the United States in the long run. I have never been so excited about a political candidacy as I am about this one. He used to be known as the sage from South Central. He shall forward uh, uh, going forward basis be known as the sage from Sacramento. I am speaking of the great Larry Elder. Welcome to the Airwaves of Phoenix, Larry, and congratulations on getting into this race. Well, Seth, thank you so much. Now, you, of course, are in Phoenix. You're not in California, right. but this really is a national deal because as goes California, so goes the rest of the country. The crime is out of control, the homelessness out of control, the cost of living out of control, and this smug, arrogant, elitist, entitled governor slammed down the state while he kept his own private winery open, while his own kids enjoyed in-person private education, while he sat at that famous French laundry restaurant. It wasn't that he was just sitting there and spending taxpayers' money uh, at one of the most expensive restaurants, not in California, not in the country, but in the world. He was there with the very lobbyists and medical professionals that wrote the mandates that they were violating. They weren't wearing masks. They weren't engaging in social distancing while telling everybody to do the same thing. And people have had it. 2.2 million people signed the petition. We only needed 1.6 to sign it. That means a bunch of independents and Democrats who voted for this guy have now changed their mind. He's got to go. Larry Elder, I'm so glad you're doing it. I think the path for your election here is wide. Um, Let me give out your website for those that want to uh, help you out. If you got $1 from every Trump supporter, you'd have over $70 million. Electelder.com is the website. Please help this man out. It is a earthquake that will not just, as he said, and I say, change California, change the country and the world. Larry, in the latter years of the Carter administration, 79, there were all these columns, you remember these columns about the presidency is too big for one man, the job is too hard for one person. And then we elected another California governor who showed that that just wasn't true. With the right ideas and with the right commitment and focus, it is manageable. Is that your view about the state of California, which we are now also told is just too unmanageable? Of course it is. I've been asked, what's, what's, your, what's your experience? What's your experience? Okay, what's the experience of Gavin Newsom? This man was mayor of San Francisco. He was lieutenant governor for eight years. He's been governor for two years. And look at the mess. And the gentleman that you referred to, Ronald Reagan, uh, came into California as a two-term governor out of Hollywood, for crying out loud. He didn't have any experience. I have been on radio for 30 years up and down California. I'm on in every major market in California, from Sacramento to San Diego. At least I was until they pulled me off uh, when I announced for, for my candidacy. And I've been talking about these issues talking about the rise in crime, talking about the rise of homelessness, what we ought to do about that, and the outrageous cost of living. Seth, the average home in California costs 150% more than the average home outside of California, and Leo Hanian, a real estate economist with UCLA, says 
the average price of a home in California is literally 50% more than it otherwise would be, but for the environmental extremists that completely control this state. There's a law called CEQA, the California Environmental Equality Act, and developers tell me in preparing for this race, Seth, that if you stick a spoon in the ground, somebody's going to sue you claiming it has a negative environmental impact. And as a result, projects have been stopped and stopped and delayed, and as a result, they're more and more expensive, and so we have a housing shortage, and so for the first time in the state's history, to my knowledge, we have a net migration out of the state of native Californians. They've had it. They're going to Tennessee, they're going to Texas, they're going to Florida, they're going to other places that don't have the ridiculous unfunded pension liability, and they don't have this ridiculous power of the public sector unions. Recall all the grief that get, that uh, Scott Walker from Wisconsin got when he tried to rein in the power of, this, of these unions. You cannot win without the power of the unions. They can throw unlimited amounts of money at you. Uh, and what Scott Walker did is he reined their power in. They limited negotiations to wages, made them contribute more, more money to their uh, pension and health care plan, made them, if they got a, they got a raise past uh, inflation, they had to go to the voters to do that. Uh, this is what has to happen in this state. And, and in three... There are 300,000 public sector teachers here in the state, Seth. Last year, two were fired. Are you kidding me? Two. I'm told between five and seven are incompetent. That's about 15,000 teachers that shouldn't even be teaching, right. that are still teaching our kids, often in the most, uh, in the most, in the, in the most, in the inner city schools where the kids most need education. 75%, I'm not making these numbers up, 75% of black kids cannot read at state levels of proficiency. 50% of all kids cannot. 80% of the public sector sector uh, students in California are black and brown. I thought they cared about black and brown people. I thought that's what the, that's what the Democrats all care about. I remember when the Nation at Risk report came out on education circa 1983, the opening line had, if a foreign enemy wanted to invade us and destroy our children, they could do little better than the public education system the Americans themselves have created. Nowhere is that more true than what's going on in California. And just as I'm thinking this through, Larry, I'm remembering when Ronald Reagan was elected in 1967, the very first thing he did, the very first thing he did was try to take control and indeed successfully take control of the UC system about two weeks into his governorship i remember a headline from the san francisco chronicle kerr out reagan wins he got clark kerr fired is that really one of the first things you want to look to to taking uh control of the education system elementary secondary and post absolutely i went to crenshaw high school if you saw the movie boys in the hood that's my high school Two percent of kids at my high school are math proficient. Who the hell sends their kid to a school where only two percent of the students are math proficient? And by the way, it is a crip school, mm. meaning the gang, of the crips pretty much run the school. The reason I know that is because Ice-T went to my high school mm-hmm. and told me he chose that high school because he wanted to go to a crip school. Mm. And speaking of ISIS, Ice Cube went to a school called Taft, which at the time he went there was predominantly <laughs> white yeah. because he, he did not want to go to his local crummy uh, public school. Yeah. So he took advantage of school no. choice, and yet the the uh, the teachers union does not want you to do that. And who knows better about the schools than the teachers union? Twice as many teachers and public school teachers in L.A. who have school age kids have their kids in private school compared to households that do not have uh, teachers in them. Forty-four percent of Philadelphia public school teachers who have school-age kids have their own kids in private school, as opposed to 10 percent nationwide and 6 percent of black families. Thirty-nine percent Chicago public school teachers, their own school-age kids in private school. Now, this is as if you opened up a restaurant, Seth, and said, come on in, just don't eat the food. I mean, honestly. I'm remembering once William Buckley was asked uh, why Robert Kennedy wouldn't come on his television show. And he said, um, for the same reason, Baloney doesn't like the grinder. 
And I think, he, I think he's referring to Ted Kennedy. Was it was a Ted and, Kennedy, and, not Robert. Yeah, I, was it Ted I, Kennedy? I, I, Bologna yeah, does yeah, for the same yeah, reason. Yeah, Bologna yeah. doesn't. One of the Kennedys. Well, he said, <laughs> same he said, father. He said, one of them. He said. Uh, he said, "Why does the Bologna avoid the grinder?" Okay, my quote. question <laughs> to you: One of the Kennedys, one of Joe <laughs> one of Kennedy's, Kennedy's sons. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my question to you is: Are you going to? be able to – and if not, please, I, I urge if you, why don't you put out a public um, request to debate Gavin Newsom? I just think that would be a great thing. It puts you as obviously in front-runner status, and it puts him on the defensive. He can't answer well, to you. No, no, he can't. And he can't even answer to the voters. They are cheesed off. They are angry. Uh, and, and no, Gavin Newsom is not going to debate me, not if he's smart. Uh, how's he going to defend the record of rising crime? How's he going to defend the record of rising homelessness? How's he going to defend the record of the rising cost of living? My father came here in 1945, Seth, right after the war. He worked two full-time jobs as a janitor, saved his nickels and dimes to have a at-home wife, my mother, who stayed at home uh, and uh, until the youngest of us was in middle school, he saved up enough money to buy a house in South Central Los Angeles that is now worth, I just checked with Zillow, $600,000. Wonderful for us because it's still in the family, but horrible for anybody with an eighth grade education trying to duplicate what my father did. It is impossible. And that's why younger people are leaving and they're going to Texas, they're going to Tennessee, they're going to Florida. It's ridiculous. There's a magazine called CEO Magazine, uh, and they've been in existence for 17 years years. And they look at things like taxes, like spending, underfunded pension liabilities, whether or not a state has a business or an un, a business-friendly incli- uh, climate or an unfriendly business climate. Oh, right. mm-hmm. California has been rated the worst state in which to do business all 17 years of CEO Magazine's existence. This is ridiculous. It's got to change. Larry, the, the, the inherent, I don't want to say conservatism, but common sense of Californians, it is there. I think it just needs to hear the message. There um, there, California gives us an, a, a very good legacy of co- common sense, does it not, when you think of such things as Proposition 13? Or really, I think the untold story of last year's election, which was the restoration or the reaffirmation, I should say, of the Civil Rights Initiative in California, which was outspent something like 20 to 1, but kept right. racial preferences. Add that to an awful lot of restaurant owners and waiters, Larry, and I just don't know how you lose. Honestly, I don't. You know, a lot of people have left California, and you hear people from Oregon and other places where I have friends, and they tell me, what are these people doing coming here and bringing their politics with them and voting Democratic? Because they haven't connected the dots. All they know is they can't afford a house. All they know is they don't like watching somebody poop in the street and then eat his poop. All they know is they don't want to put their kids in crappy public schools. They don't know the connection between left-wing policies pushed by this governor and by the Democrat-dominated legislature, two-thirds of the Senate Democrat, two-thirds of the Assembly Democrat. Republicans need not even show up to work. So a lot of people, Joe and Joe and six-pack, it's not that they're stupid, it's that they're working. They're trying to put stuff together. They're not policy people like you and me, and they leave and they bring their politics with them because they haven't connected the dots. I, Larry Yoder, can explain things in understandable ways so that people can understand who the bad guys are and what we need to do about it. Larry, talk to me about the thing that has gotten so much attention from so many of us in nonprofit work as I am here in California, the issues of homelessness. You talked about uh, property uh, property prices, and I know the left likes to say, well, it's because of the housing crisis that we have a homeless problem in California. It is not because of a housing crisis that we have a homeless problem in California. No, 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 it is not. That is a piece of it, but that's not the major piece. The major piece is we have allowed people to sleep on our streets. I'm sorry. This is taking taxpayers that pay for those streets. We start with the proposition that you cannot pitch a tent in a, in a storefront, you cannot pitch a tent on a public a street. And then 
Look at roughly 10%, I'm told, of the people who are homeless as are people who are schizophrenic. These are people who are a danger to themselves and to others. I'm sorry, they physically need to be removed and housed for their own safety and for the safety of the homeless population. The rest of them primarily are drug addicts. And what we did a few years ago is pass Proposition 47. The voters were duped into thinking this was a good idea. If you steal 950 bucks or less, and many of the people that we're stealing are people who are addicted to support their habit, instead of throwing you in jail, we're going to give you treatment. Well, you remove the threat of throwing them in jail. What is the incentive for them to get treatment? Why aren't they getting treatment right now? So the power has been taken away. Secondly, assuming some of them could become self-sufficient, I'm under no illusion that all of them can, where are they going to go? You can't get a cheap apartment or a cheap house in California because of the environmental rules that prevent developers from, from constructing cheap homes. So you have to do all of this. And more importantly, the churches need to be involved. Empower the churches. Have people donate their money to churches. Have churches adopt the street, adopt a block. I've talked to people like Pastor Jack Hibbs, and, and that's what he wants to do. That's what they want to do. They know how to do this far better, more cheaply, more humanely than can the, the government. Just building more homes, which is what Gavin Newsom's solution is, again, not dealing with the underlying problem. You can't force them to stay in the home, A, and B. A lot of people from other states call where the climate go, wait, 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 wait. I can go to California where the weather is warm and get a free house. Come on down. Exactly right. Exactly right. Larry, I have about a minute left with you, and this will be one of many interviews between now and September. I'm not promising you. I'm telling you. I'm threatening you uh, because we need you. I'll I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. (laughs) Talk to the audience about uh, what they can do, electelder.com, and how important it is. Please go to electelder.com because Gavin Newsom has the ability to raise unlimited amounts of money, and the law allows him to spend unlimited amounts of money. His rivals, like me, we have limitations on what we can raise and what we can spend. It's ridiculous. I'm going to need, as Bernie Sanders says, millionaires and billionaires to set up political action committees with philosophies along with long alliance of mind to get involved in this race. No matter where you live, this is a national situation because how California goes, so goes the rest of the nation. So please go to elect. ElectElder.com, ElectElder.com. Larry, uh, I wish you Godspeed. We are here at KKNT for you all the way. Anything you need, anything you want, we are here to make you the governor of California as best we can in helping the fellow citizens of California. Beth, thank you so much for the time. God bless. God bless you, sir. We'll talk soon. Larry Elder. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Your show all the way throughout now, 602-508-0960. Anything you want to talk about, happy to do so. Put on the table anything uh, anything you want to ask me. Jeff is in Phoenix. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Seth. How's it going? Really well. How are you? Great. Hey, just a couple things. Number one, I just want to let you guys know, I could hear you and Bill talking on my phone. Oh, Okay. During the commercial. Did we say anything really bad? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, I really good. didn't understand what you were saying, but you know, everyone, I could hear you talking. Oh, interesting. Anyway. Okay. That's a privilege you get for being on hold. Only callers on hold get to hear us. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so there's, like, there you go. Like okay, so if you want the... If you want to hear what goes on in production, if you want to hear what goes on, if you want to act like the Surgeon General, Jen Psaki, and Joe Biden when it comes to what Americans are posting on social media, as between Bill and me, which can be kind of interesting, you'd be surprised what we talk about during the breaks. Just simply call in, you wait on hold, and you get the ancillary show. 
See, I love. See, yeah, why not? Where, I'm not ashamed of anything I say. You guys need to charge for that, though. See, nah, 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 nah. We're a public service. <laughs> And I honestly am not worried about anything I say. Dennis has this oh. distinction. He does. Dennis Prager has a distinction between what you say privately and what you say publicly. I actually don't agree with him on it. It's a small thing that I don't agree with him on. It's maybe the only thing I don't agree with him on. But but it doesn't matter. In my case, my public is my private. There's nothing I say off, off air I wouldn't say on air. Really, there isn't. Well, my whole point is, my whole thing is that what I say, I'll say it wherever I want to say it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And you know what? If you're offended by it, that's your problem. <laughs> if you're offending me, that you're offended. That, that's right. That's away? right. I'm sorry if I offended you. I'm sorry if, if you, you were offended by what I said. There. That's passive. Well, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, did it really happen or did it happen? I mean, this whole thing of people acting like, oh, I'm going to stop you from speaking. What? Yeah. Are you nuts? Yeah. Anyway, I have something to say say about that coming up, but go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to talk about, uh, Jen, uh, have another shot of Saki, because I think she's drunk on power. Saki bomb, they call her. (laughs) I mean, can you imagine if this is what people I think what if our if my father was alive today and he just automatically heard her, he would think she was either completely deranged or drunk or something. Yeah. Saying what she said today is unbelievable. I mean, I, I just don't even know how these... It's like your friend the other day said. I mean, these people are now saying they are... Spot, and this guy, there's only one guy in the audience, the question guy, the guy with the blonde hair. He goes, he said... Ducey, on Peter Ducey, yeah. And, she, mm-hmm. and then she was so condescending to him. Oh, that was a loaded question. I mean... Well, geez, she said Christmas. the Surgeon General is going through these postings. The Surgeon General's well, office... She what, said what we have word? flagged we have flagged posts that are giving out misinformation that we are turning over to Facebook, and she said that if you're deplatformed on one, you should be deplatformed on all. Presumably, that would mean Parler and what's the new Trump? Well, absolutely. But what's the definition of spying on someone? You dropping on well, them, looking it's at what not, they're doing. In, in this case, I, I, I will say this, just to be technical, okay, just as weirdly technical. It's not spying in the sense that if you post something publicly, it's like taking your gr- trash out to the corner, right? At that point, you kind of relinquish a claim to privacy in a sense, but never would I have expected the government to be going through my trash can looking well, for do, evidence you know on that's me. that's the only thing they're doing? Yeah, yeah. Tucker, they're NSA looking at his stuff. Yep. They are reading Tucker's emails. So you know they're doing it to other people. I got to take a break. You want to hang? Sure. All right. Be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. 602-508-0960. Jeff is in Phoenix holding patiently. Thank you, Jeff, for waiting. Um, You were talking about the surveillance state that we are um, entering over the issue, I guess now it's vaccines, but it could darn well be just about anything. The president of the United States talks about the most dangerous threat to voting and integrity of free and fair elections in our history is taking place right now. He uh, talks about merchants of hate in the Republican Party who are bringing us 21st century Jim Crow. This is all has to do with election reform in Texas, for example, Jeff. But it could be anything. It could be vaccines, as Jen Va- uh, Saki is talking about. 
And it could be talking about the election. It could be talking about the origin of the coronavirus. It could be talking about masks. They are now in the business. The government is. The federal government is now in the business of discerning not opinion right or wrong, but thinking right and wrong. And it's going to get to a very dangerous place very quickly if it's not arrested. This was a mark of the Soviet Union to treat your views on politics as violative of the views of public health. And that's why throughout the history of the Soviet Union, and everyone who's written a history of the Soviet Union has written on this and knows of this, uh, the phrase, the abuse of psychiatry. That's what happened there, and that's what's beginning to happen here if we aren't careful. Well... I wonder, I know, the, the Internet is easy for them because it's controlled by the people that uh, love them. Yep. But it's going to be fascinating when they do come for talk radio because eventually they will. They have tried, right? They've done, Every Democratic president in my lifetime, well, that's just stupid. Well, uh, let I'm me try it this way. This. From Bill Clinton, that, yeah, because I was around in Jimmy Carter when, before talk radio, obviously. But every uh, Democrat since the advent of uh, talk radio has criticized and tried to uh, and tried to uh, rein in talk radio. Everyone, uh, Bill Clinton did it. Barack Obama did it. Joe Biden is doing it. Yeah, but it's never been this way. No, I agree. The, no, I agree. The American agree. public was never behind it because now they'll people that don't know you or, and just know that Oh, Seth Leeson's a conservative on right. the radio. Oh, yeah, he should probably be censored, just like Joe Rogan or any of these other people. So here's my – I have these questions in my head. One is, like, when did time begin? That baffles me. I sit and think about that. I can't understand that. But when I guess we're not supposed to. But When so time began? People, yeah. Okay. I don't – I can't answer that. that yeah, I can't either. I That's okay. So I, I told you you could ask me anything. Me? I'll tell you if I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But I'm saying that there's there's another question like this. Why do we get this, what is happening, what is we see is happening to us as America, as freedom, as Constitution, as Bill of Rights, as free speech, everything. And then we know you, know, you and I both know people who seem to be smart. They make a good living. They work hard. But they are completely do not believe they think that everything is fine and Biden's great and that this is that nothing. They don't seem to see this. I don't understand how they don't see this. Because they don't care about it, Jeff, because they don't care about it. And the reason they don't care about it is because um, differences of opinion. Uh, this is something Thomas Jefferson warned about in his first inaugural. He said differences of opinion should not become differences of, a princi- of principle. And the progressives, the left, the Democratic Party in this country have made differences of opinion differences of principle. The kinds of things we argue with the Democrats about, the kinds of things that we have discussed on this show or in your phone call, are the kinds of things that should be freely debated in every state house across the country and certainly are debated in the House of Representatives in the U.S. Senate every single day. It is the coin of realm of political discussion, these kinds of things, uh, especially when it comes to issues having to do with public health. We learned early on that there is no one all-knowing expert. Anthony Fauci went from, we don't have to do anything different and this is not something to worry about, to, obviously, something closer to Dr. Strangelove. Um, 
there is no one expert who is all-knowing, which is why the history of First Amendment jurisprudence in this country is the history of the Supreme Court telling the government it is not the government's job, business, purview, or or under its constitutional authority to discern and tell the American people what right opinion is and what wrong opinion is. No official high or petty shall declare what shall be orthodox in politics, faith, or other matters of opinion, said a Democrat, Robert Jackson, in the uh, Barnett decision at the height of World War II, when we had reason to be involved in censorship. How much more so is that true now? Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. For all your roofing needs, I want you to check out my friends at Trades Unlimited. Whether it's a repair, whether it's an inspection, whether it's a replacement or a brand new roof, Trades Unlimited is the company you want. I know this company well. I've been down to their offices. I've been down to their warehouse. I've met the people, and I have hired them and used them, as have my friends. Trades Unlimited right now wants you to know about their wonderful work uh, with uh, foam roofs, which help insulate your home from heat, also from exterior noises, and most importantly, from water leaks. The hot summer sun is perfect, by the way, for foam recoats. If you have a foam roof that needs recoating, protect your roof before the foam beneath the coating gets compromised with the quality and service you have come to know, I have come to know, you will come to know if you use Trades Unlimited. 480-483-1775 or visit them online at tradesunlimited.com for all your roofing needs. One of my listeners, Don, just sent me a trumpet solo he wants me to try. It's not going to happen, my friend. Don, I, I'm looking at this and you've got, oh my gosh, no, I <laughs> You, you've got double. No, no, no. We are not playing double Fs <laughs> in my house. It can't. It's not. It's not. It's just not doable, Don. Unless you want to call in and tell me how to do it. Welcome back. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Open Lines Friday. Let me pick up on the point I was making earlier because I think it might be the crucial issue of our time. If we don't get it right, we're going to be in the soup, as David McCullough likes to say. Let's just run down this notion of Jen Psaki's that it's the government's business to police individuals' speech for having the right or wrong opinion. William Brennan, if there was a more liberal justice of the Supreme Court, I don't know who he would have been, wrote, quote, authoritative interpretations of the First Amendment guarantees have consistently refused to recognize an exception for the test of truth, whether administered by judges, juries or administrative officials, and especially one that puts the burden of proving the truth on the speaker. The constitutional protection of speech does not turn upon the truth, popularity, or social utility of the ideas and beliefs which are offered. Even a false statement, he wrote, 
may be deemed to make a valuable contribution to public debate since it brings about, as John Stuart Mill put, put it, the clearer perception and livelier impression of truth produced by its collision with error. But freedom to differ is not limited to things that do not matter much, is how Robert Jackson put it. That would be a mere shadow of freedom. The test of its substance is the right to differ as to things that touch the heart of the existing order, Robert Jackson. Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes, when men have realized that time has upset many fighting faiths, they may come to believe even more than they believe the very foundations of their own conduct that the ultimate good desired is better reached by free trade in ideas. The best test of truth in a democracy is the power of the thought to get itself accepted in the competition of the market, and that truth is the only ground upon which wishes safely can be carried out. Stephen Breyer, he's a good Democrat, isn't he? Quote, whenever government disfavors one kind of speech, it places that speech at disadvantage, potentially interfering with the free marketplace of ideas and with an individual's ability to express thoughts and ideas that can help the individual determine the kind of society in which he wishes to live, help shape, and help define his place within it. Well, I gave you a bunch of Democrats. Know what party he'd be today. It'd be the Republican Party, but whatever you want to call it. Here's George Washington. For if men are to be precluded from offering their sentiments on a matter which may involve the most serious and alarming consequences, that can invite the consideration of mankind. Reason is of no use to us. The freedom of speech may be taken away, and dumb and silent we may be led, like sheep, to the slaughter. Benjamin Franklin in those wretched countries where a man cannot call his tongue his own, he can scarcely call anything his own. Whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech, a thing terrible to public traders. Recent Supreme Court decision out of the liberal state of Washington. The argument that the state possesses an independent right to determine truth and falsity in political debate is a proposition fundamentally at odds with the principles embodied in the First Amendment. Moreover, it naively assumes that the government is capable of correctly and consistently negotiating the thin line between fact and opinion in political speech. Yet, political speech is usually as much opinion as fact. Every person must be his own watchman for truth because the forefathers did not trust any government to separate the truth from the false for us. That's another quote from Robert Jackson. It's not the right of the state to protect the public against false doctrines. The very purpose of the First Amendment is to foreclose public authority from assuming a guardianship of the public mind through regulating the press, speech, and religion. In this field, every person must be his own watchman for truth because the forefathers did not trust any government to separate the true from the false. William Rehnquist, under the First Amendment, there is no such thing as a false idea. However pernicious an opinion may seem, we depend for its correction not on the conscience of judges, but on the competition 
of other ideas. This Jen Psaki is either fully riding roughshod over or is completely ignorant of. This President Biden is completely running roughshod over or is ignorant of. He said today, when asked what the problem with social media not censoring false opinions is, you know what he said? He said they are killing people. He said Facebook is killing people. Facebook is not killing anyone. And the idea that speech, that speech is colligated to lethal action, speech tied to lethal action, absent a direct invocation, order, or importuning to kill or engage in homicide is an impossibility. It takes the comparison of shouting fire falsely in a theater to making speech the literal lighting of a fire in a theater. That's what the left has done. They have turned speech into an action so that it thus can be regulated. And by regulated, I mean ideologically censored. That's not this country.